Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back on uh, this Sunday morning. Um, we began our new series last week on walking by faith. And this week we're going to pick up right where we left off, if that's okay. Uh, we, we've been talking about this context of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 5 and the things that Paul is saying to us about what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. And he's contrasting the spiritual things from physical things. And a lot of that going on. And so where we got to was we led up to chapters uh, 5, verses 6 to 10. And this is going to be the meat of the message, uh, part 2 of, of this sermon for today. Come to verses 6 through 10. And this is the passage that we want to kind of dig into a little bit as we kind of move to the second part of this sermon. Therefore, Paul says, therefore, okay, God's given us the Holy Spirit, guaranteeing our deposit in other words, he's coming back for us and this Holy Spirit is going to live in you and help you to live by faith until I come back to take you to be with me forever. So you have everything you need to begin the journey of living by faith on this planet. You got what you need. You got all the power you need. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, if you have been baptized, immersed into Christ, you've been buried and raised with him, his Holy Spirit has come to live in you, you are forgiven of your sin, and you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, alive and well in you. You've got everything you need to live by faith, to walk by faith, and not by sight if you want. He goes on to say, verse 6, therefore we always... We are always confident and know that as long as we are home in the body, we are away from the Lord, right? There's the two differences. If we're here, we can't be there. We can't be in both places. We're home here on the earth, in the sight, in the flesh. We are away from the Lord, eternally, any way that way. For we live by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer, we would prefer, Paul says, I would prefer to be away from this body and at home with the Lord. That's where I really want to go. I really want to be there. And so we make it our goal to please God, whether we are home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. That's pretty cool, isn't it? What an amazing passage of scripture. Paul sets the pattern of a life lived by faith. At least he gives us a few things of what faith is and what it looks like and what makes up faith in these verses. And so I want to point that out. But tucked right in the middle of this passage is our passage. For we live by faith and not by sight. This is huge. This little verse, verse 7, is such a powerful verse for your life. And a, a constant reminder, if we just remember this, we live by faith and not by sight. If we would remember this in every decision that we make, in every day that we live, in everything that we do, if we would just remember this, this would trigger for us some things that will help us to live lives of faith rather than living lives of this world. Paul's going to give us several things, and I want to share with you a couple of them when it comes to living by faith and not by sight. 
And the first thing that Paul is going to point out is this. When it comes to faith, when it comes to living by faith, we are confident. Paul uses the word confident. We are always confident. And know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. So we have, an, we have this great understanding and awareness, living by faith not only requires confidence, if you're living by faith, you have learned confidence in Jesus, but it also brings about confidence. In other words, the more you live by faith, you take a step out in faith, and you take another step out in faith, and pretty soon you are on a journey of faith, and you can look back and see how God has worked, and you look and look forward and go, I'm gonna just keep walking by faith because every time I take a step with God, He's right there to catch me. He's right there to show me the way, to open the path, to open my eyes. He may not show me three steps ahead or next year or next month or next week or tomorrow, but he is right here helping me take steps of faith every day. And when I look back on my journey, I can see how God has worked in me and around me and through me and guided me. And so I'm walking this path with God, and it, and it brings about confidence. It, 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 it puts within us, right, this sense of confidence, and not confidence in us, but confidence in Jesus. We are then in the know, because we know that we are trusting the one who does know, even though we may not know. And what we're gonna see is a bigger picture of life. We see the bigger picture of life. We see life. We see death. We see eternity. We see it all. So our eyes are open to much more of life and earth and the things of sight and the things that are eternal. We have a, such a bigger view. It's like standing in a valley trying to look at the valley. You can only see so much. The trees are blocking your view. You cannot see much at all. But you go up on that mountaintop, and you look over that valley now, and you can see for miles. That's the difference between living by sight or living by faith. Faith just expands your, your total view of everything. Living by faith, we're in the know. What we see then is a bigger picture. And he uses the word a couple times. You see that? He, he says, we are, we, are, we are always confident and know that as long as we're home at the body, we are away from the Lord. And then he says, we are confident, I say, and I would prefer to be away from this body and I'd, I'd prefer to be home with God. Paul said, like, I, I'm ready to go home. I would much rather be there with him than here with me or here on this earth. That was pretty cool when you think about your loved ones that have passed away. If they were in Christ, if they knew Jesus, they are in a much better place if they knew Jesus. And that's why it's really important for us to make sure our people know Jesus. Do everything that we can to help them know who he is. But this word confidence, it means it means courageous, it's got courage involved, it means of good cheer, a positive outlook, like a confident outlook, a hopeful outlook. It means ho fully hopeful, in this context, fully hopeful in life and in death. 
that I am confident that death isn't the end. I am confident that in death, I'm going to go into heaven and for life, into life with Christ. And so we have this confidence in life and we have this confidence in death. The world does not have that. You look at the world and when somebody dies, if they don't know Jesus, there is misery, there is pain, there is hopelessness, but not in us. In our relationship with Christ, because he conquered the grave, we too are going to conquer the grave. Death doesn't stop us. Death doesn't get us down. Death doesn't steal away our joy and our hope. Our hope is greater than death. How cool is that? This confidence fully comes from Jesus. It only comes in a relationship with Jesus. He makes confidence Possible. The Hebrew writer in chapter 4, verse 16 said this, Let us draw near with confidence to the throne of God's grace so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Paul says, in, as we draw near to God, as we draw near to Christ, we have this confidence. There is a sense of confidence that we have in our relationship with Jesus. A confidence and an awareness and an outlook of life that it's much bigger than what we see here on this earth. The only worthwhile confidence for you and for me, it's not self-confidence that the world is trying to push on people that if you just believe in yourself, you can be whatever you want and do whatever you want. Self-confidence is helpful for this life here and now. Like if you go for a job interview, you're gonna need a little confidence, that's true. If you go uh, play baseball and you get in a batter's box, you better have a little bit of confidence in your ability and your preparation so that you will succeed or you will fail. And so a little bit of self-confidence in the here and now is not a bad thing, it is okay. Have confidence, though, in your God-given ability. Have your confidence in what God is doing and how he is working in your life. Our confidence isn't in us and us alone. Our confidence is in the one who made us and loves us and died for us and is leading our life. That's where our confidence is. It's in the work of Jesus in and around us, not in us alone, because us alone, we are doomed. We can't get ourselves anywhere. Or well, we might be able to make some money on this planet. We might be able to become rich and famous on this planet. But when you compare this planet to all of eternity, this planet is nothing. In the end, it will mean nothing if you lose your soul. The proverb writer in chapter um, 3, verse 5 said, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In other words, don't put your confidence in you. Put your confidence in Jesus. The only worthwhile confidence comes from God. We can do nothing but trust 
in Jesus. And when we trust in Jesus, he fills up our confidence. Paul says we have confidence in our position, like where we are, who we're in, in our position, we have confidence. When it comes to the physical and the spiritual, when it comes to life here and life eternal, when it comes to heaven and it comes to earth, Paul is saying, I prefer to be home with the Lord than here in this world. And Paul says, in this, in this position of wanting to be with Jesus, being filled with Christ, Paul's saying, I am confident. I have confidence there. That's where it's at. Confidence. Living by faith means that we are confident in the work and the ministry and the life of Christ working in and around us. Secondly, secondly, Paul says, when it comes to walking by faith and not by sight, Paul says, we make it our goal to please God. We make it our goal to please God, right? That's our goal. That's our aim. Living by faith causes us to fix our eyes on what's ultimately important, the the things that are most important and all that matters, all that matters in the end is pleasing our heavenly father. That's all that matters in the end. Now we are, you know, we live on this earth and there's a lot of people that we strive to please on this planet, right? We, we try to please our parents. We try to please our coaches. We try to please our bosses. We try to please other people. We try to please our kids. We are striving to please a lot of people as we live on this earth in this flesh. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you live to please people, if all you do is live to please everybody, you will not be pleasing to God in the end because you are going to compromise along the way to keep people happy. Okay? You're going you're gonna to please people, but you're not going to please God, the one who matters most. And if you live to please yourself, selfish pleasures, your own interests, your own desires, you are not going to be pleasing the one who matters the most, and that's God. But if you live to please God, then you will probably be pleasing others as well, and you will be pleasing the one who matters the most, and that's God. You're not gonna please everyone all the time. That is never going to happen. You are not. And if you try to please other people, you are going to be miserable and frustrated and you will not please God either. In Acts chapter 5 verse 29, uh, when questioned by the uh, Jewish leading council of the day and threatened, they were threatened to stop speaking in the name of Jesus. Peter and the other apostles, here's how they replied to them. They said to them, we must obey God rather than people. Did you catch that? Peter says, Peter and the other apostles say, we must obey God rather than people. 
Now, there's a case that could be built about pleasing our authorities, right? Living and honoring and obeying our authority. There's biblical truth that we should do that. But Paul, well, or Peter, what we're learning right here is there's also a case to be built for a time in our lives when we say no to people and yes to God. In fact, God always is going to come first. God above people, God above country, God above the world, God above everything. We are going to live our lives to please God. Now, as much as we possibly can, we're going to please our authorities because biblically we should. But when our, when our authorities are in direct conflict with our faith in Christ and what the Bible teaches and the truth of God, we are going to obey God, not man. And that's where we set our heart and our mind that we are going to live our lives in order to please God. A godly attitude knows who you live for and who it is you are not living for. You have to understand the two and you're not going to please everyone. A, a life of faith is a life lived to please God. We're living to please God. And the last thing is this. Paul says, this life of faith, walking by faith and not by sight, we must all appear, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So living by faith sobers our judgment. It, it, it's like fresh water in our face, right? It's this sense of, 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 of waking up and realizing that we know we're all of this life that we're living right now. We, we know where it's heading. We know where we will stand one day. We know that one day we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It's a day that is coming in the future. And we will all, everyone, will stand before God and have to give an account for our life here in the flesh. We're going to give account. Did we live by sight or did we live by faith? <clears throat> How are we living our life? And one day, you and I, we are going to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Lord. And it's going to be a, a frightful day. It's going to be a scary day, but it's going to be more scary for people who are not living by faith. And for those who are living by faith, there's going to be a sense of confidence and assurance that we have lived our lives to honor God. We have lived our lives, we have set our heart and our mind on pleasing God. And so when we stand on, on that day, toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Lord, we are going to have this sense of confidence that we did exactly what God wanted us to do. We lived our lives the best that we could to please Him. We're going to stand toe-to-toe. -to -toe. We're going to be held accountable, good or bad, our deeds are going to be exposed. Our lifestyle is going to be graded and rewards and punishments handed out. And Jesus gives us a taste of this in, in what was called the parable of the talents. Remember, there's this parable in Matthew chapter 5. Each person is entrusted with talents. It's a form of currency. Uh, some translations even use the term bag of gold, a bag of gold. And so... Uh, the, the, the idea was three different people were giving bags of gold and the idea was that they were to multiply it or they were to invest it. They were to use it and grow it for their master. 
Later, when the master returns back home, he's going he's gonna to bring these men in and he's going to have them give an account of what they did with the bags of gold. The first two come in and, and, and they heard the instructions and they, they were faithful with what their master had given them. And the one with, that was given five bags of gold now had ten bags of gold. And uh, the one who was given two bags of gold doubled his, and now he had four bags of gold. And so these two, because they doubled what they had, they received even more than they got to begin with, and they received entry with joy into their master's presence. Well done, good, and faithful servant, the master said. Well done, good and faithful servant. Why? Because you took what I gave you and you put it to work. You used it, you invested it, you made something happen with it. Well done, good and faithful servant. And the third person, the third person, well, they received one bag of gold and what they go do? They went out and they hid it. They buried it in the ground. They did nothing with it. They were crippled by the fear of possibly failure or losing it all. And so they did nothing. And so the master says to them in chapter uh, 25, verse 28, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. <clears throat> For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And then throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth, outer darkness, always, always representing away from God. We call that hell. Away from the presence of God is hell. Outer darkness, weeping, gnashing of teeth, eternal punishment. Cast them out is the word. Why? Why? Because they were a bad person? Because he was a bad guy? No. Because he comes from the wrong side of the tracks or he's the wrong nationality? No, not at all. But simply because he did nothing with the blessing of God. He made no attempt to advance his master's work. The gifts that were given to him went unused and buried. And you and I should take note of this. We should take note of this as we strive on this earth to walk by faith and not by sight. God isn't looking for us to advance our earthly riches. He is looking for us to advance the spiritual blessings that he has put in your life. Using your gifts and your spiritual blessings for the kingdom of God. If that involves physical blessings, great, but it doesn't always. They're two separate blessings. They're two separate investments. And if all we're doing is investing our life in the physical things of this world, we are missing the big picture. We are stuck in a little box. And how many of God's people 
live their lives, they go to church all their life, they claim that they're Christians, they live their, li their entire lives having done very little for the kingdom of God, but doing a whole lot of investing in their own desires and their own wishes and their own wants. Paralyzed perhaps by fear or caught up in their own little perishing kingdom, they have no sight of what's big, the big picture, and what's full of faith and what's spiritual and what's eternal. Their mind is on little things. Never taking the time to seek what God wants to do in them, through them, and around them. See, living by faith is about being faithful to our master with all of the things that he has entrusted in you and with you, right? Your talents, your time, your resources, your wisdom, your position, your spiritual gifts. We walk by faith, not by sight. And Paul says to the Corinthians who are battling all kinds of immorality in the church, walk by faith, not by sight. Paul says, Paul says, here's what that looks like. Paul says, here's what that looks like. This walking by faith and not by sight, here's what it looks like. It looks like this. Number one, it looks like confidence, that we have confidence in Jesus, that one day we will be home with the Lord. But our confidence is completely in Jesus. He says, secondly, our goal. We have a goal when it comes to living or walking by faith and not by sight. We have a goal. And our goal is not to please ourselves, not to please the world, but our goal is to live lives that please God. That we are living to please our Father in heaven. That's our goal. We play for an audience of one. We live for an audience of one. God is our audience and we are doing everything we do for his glory, for his pleasing, to please him. That's why we live. And the third thing he says is we live aware. Walking by faith is you live in this awareness that we will, that you will, that I will one day stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I will stand before him. And I live in this awareness. And so I live every day of my life preparing for that one day that I will stand before him so that when I do, I am prepared. I am ready. And I am living a faithful life that he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Not depart from me. Those are not words we want to hear. And so here are three truths to chew on. And there will be more coming in the weeks to come about living by faith and not by sight. But for now, for now, with the apostles, we say these words, Lord, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. Help us to see more of you and to trust you more than we do the things of this world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you back here next week. God bless.